Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here again with Mike Meredith. Mike, it's Thursday. We don't have Thursday Night Football, which is really weird to to me, but uh, it's Week 18 for the NFL coming up. We also got uh, the the College Football National Title game uh, and lots of other things to talk about today. But Mike, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. Ready to get into this uh, previews for this coming week. Oh yeah, man. We got a got a nice nice weekend here ahead of us. So let's get it started with the two Saturday games. We have the Ravens hosting the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers are actually favored in this game by four. Um, the Ravens are basically starting nobody uh, in this game. Um, I believe I saw like Lamar Jackson isn't playing in this game. Um, they're just resting, guys. They got the AFC uh, number one seed all locked up. So Ravens obviously not really going to care here. Um, so I think I'm going to roll with the Steelers here. Uh, I feel like this is going to actually be a pretty close game. Um, but I, I just feel like the Steelers, given that you know the Ravens won't have their offense at 100%, by design, that the Steelers very well could win this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers here as well. This is a must-win for the Steelers for their playoffs. And like you said, the Ravens locked the number one seed. They're resting pretty much all their starters. Um, but this is uh, Brad Allen and his crew, I've heard, uh, could be roughing this game. So, you know, watch out for them. Yeah, they, they could bone someone. Oh, wait, no, no, that, that crew only bones the Lions. They're... The Lions are 0-6 whenever that crew is, is, is refing their games, by the way. Um, the other Saturday game, we have the Colts hosting the Texans. Houston, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Winner of this game moves on to the playoffs. Loser does not. They go and go play some golf. Um, C.J. Stroud is back. He's healthy. Uh, last week was a nice game back for him. And, yeah, look, I'm going to roll with the Texans here. Um I feel like just overall they're the better team. They obviously have the better quarterback play. Um, and, you know, obviously that the that uh, concussion protocol did not throw C.J. Stroud off whatsoever because last week he came back uh, after missing so much time and was right back to it doing great things. So I'm going to roll with the Texans here. They have a slightly better defense as well, so I think the Houston Texans will win this game, and they obviously cover that one and a half. Yeah, I agree. I think that I trust Houston more. I trust C.J. Stroud over Gardner Minshew in this game. And, again, it's a must-win for both teams. I'm taking Houston in this must-win situation. Yeah, it it, it is a must-win situation for, well, well, for both of these teams. But, man, I just, I just trust Houston a little bit more, uh, which is weird to say. Uh, or really weird to think about, you know, both these teams we, no one thought would get even into the playoffs, and yet here they are. Both are in a go-or-go-home situation. It's uh, uh, interesting how this season's worked out for both these teams. Uh, moving on to Sunday, the Lions host the Vikings. Um, the Lions are just a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, so what, what I've seen and what I've heard is that it looks like the Lions are going to start all their starters, and then the second half just you know, let them go, uh, rest them the rest of the game, have their second and third strings play the rest of the game. 
let them get a little bit of rest, but not having them, you know, get completely out of the rhythm by sitting a week here. That said, I'm going to roll with the Lions. Uh, the Vikings, they got nothing to play for. Uh, they win this game. They're not making the playoffs either way. I think the Lions are going to come out. It, it's at home, too, for the Lions, so they have a huge advantage there. Uh, and I, I just think the Lions will end up winning this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions here, too. Uh, I don't even know if they can move up or down in their seating no matter, no matter what happens in this. I know they've already secured at least the third seed. I'm not sure if they can move up to the two if they win and uh, Dallas or, or Philly loses. Not too sure, but either way, I still think they're going to win this game. And I think that, uh, like you said, they're going to pull their starters out second half. And uh, even with our second string, and we should have a sizable lead by halftime to where uh, we should be all right. Even if we lose this game, it's not going to be that big of a deal because we're kind of just using this as a uh, as a preparation game for the playoffs. Yeah, so basically, if the Cowboys somehow lose to the Commanders, which I highly doubt, and the Eagles somehow lose to the Giants, which I also highly doubt, then the Lions will actually get the two seed um, because they'll have a better record if the Lions win and both those teams lose. Um, that's the only way Lions can get the two seed, but I don't see it happening. Uh, the Panthers host the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are a four and a half point favorite in this game. Um, they, them, and the Saints—they're tied for the division lead right now. So this is a must-win for the Bucks, I believe. But if the Saints win, I believe the Saints have the tiebreaker. Um, I'm not entirely sure who actually who has the tiebreaker between those two. But this is a must-win for the Bucks if they want to have a chance to even make it in to the playoffs. And I think they will. The Panthers are just horrible man but I would not be shocked to see the Panthers just do the most Panthers thing ever and screw over the Bucks here yeah that'd be crazy if they just do that kind of like what happened with uh who was it last year um well I mean the Lions played uh played that last year against the Packers but uh you also had the Texans and Lovey Smith, that big FU win at the end so that they didn't get the number one pick. Uh, but it kind of worked out for them in getting C.J. Stroud. But um, I don't think the Panthers are going to win this one. I think that uh, I think the Bucks really need to bounce back after they just lost the Saints where they pretty much could have locked the division up. So they need to win this game. Yeah, they're going to be in desperation mode. So I, I just think, yeah, they're, they're going to – Definitely try everything they can to win this game. Uh, we have the Battle of the Armpit of America, the Bengals versus the Browns. <laughs> the, 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 the Browns, a seven-point favorite in this game. Um, look, the Browns, they secured their, their playoff spot. They're in as a wild card. They don't have anything really to fight for here. Uh, that said, you know, they're still going to tr- play very, very hard here. The Bengals on the other end, they're out of it, but they still want to try to end the season on a win. I am going to roll with the Browns here. I just think overall they're the better team. Joe Flacco's playing out of his mind, but he's got to calm down with these interceptions, man, because that ain't going to do well for them in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the armpit of America. Here, uh, the battle of... Uh... 
crusty, stinky, musty fucking Ohio. Fuck Ohio, man. Fuck Ohio. Uh, I'm going to roll, though, with the Browns. Or, uh, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Browns here. Um, I think they have this momentum right now and taking it into the playoffs. It's going to be good. Yeah, it sure will be. Uh, this is this week's Toilet Bowl of the week. We have the Patriots hosting the Jets. Uh, the Patriots, a two-point favorite in this game. Um, look, I, I think this is Bill's last hurrah, man. So I think he's going to try to pull out all the stops to win his last game as a uh, as a head coach, at least of the Patriots, probably of his career, but uh, at the very least uh, as the Patriots head coach here. I'm going to roll with New England. Um, I know, obviously, the Jets have a much better defense that can stop this New England offense but I just have a little bit more faith in this New England offense than the do that Jets offense. So I got to roll with the Patriots here. Man, this is so tough. Both these teams are so bad. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with New England. I really don't think either of these teams are that good. I, New England's defense is probably going to run all over that Jets offense, but uh, we'll see, man. It's going to be a pretty shitty game, I think. Yeah, that it will be. Uh, the Saints host the Falcons. Uh, the Saints are a three-point favorite in this game. Um, look, the Saints, like uh, like I said earlier, talking about the Bucks, they're in a must-win if they want to have a chance to win their division. Um, and I, I forget who has the tiebreaker right now. I'm pretty sure it's the Saints, though, that, that has it. Um but I could be very wrong about that. Um, that said, the, uh, the the Saints, they're in a must-win here. Atlanta, while their defense is really good, their offense just lacks. And the Saints is kind of the opposite. Their defense is not good, but their offense at times can be really, really good. Um, and like I said, it's a must-win for them. So I think the Saints, they're going to try as hard as they can to do everything they possibly can to beat the Falcons here. Um, who are a tough opponent, believe it or not. But the Saints will win this game. Yeah, this is gonna be a uh, this is gonna be tough because I really think that Tampa should win this division over the Saints. I think that Tampa's the better team, but Tampa really screwed up last week losing to the Saints, so I think the Saints have a good chance to win here. They're better than the Falcons, I think. Man, this is going to be tough. I think I will go with the Saints here, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Atlanta uh, ends up winning this. Yeah, I, uh, I would not be surprised, but I think the Saints are a much better team overall than the Falcons. Uh, the Titans will host the Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um Obviously, Jacksonville's fighting to win this division still. Um, I believe they have the tiebreaker over both Indianapolis and uh, Houston, though. So, as long as they win this game, they're they're still winning their division. Uh, But that said, they need to win this game to win their division still. Um, And the Titans blow. Give me Jacksonville. Give me the points, that three and a half. That's, That's too easy. Yeah, I got to agree with that as well. Uh, Jacksonville, even though they haven't really been as strong this year compared to the potential they had, I still think that they're definitely going to beat up on the Titans. 
Yeah, they, they, they should. The Titans blow. They they find ways to win games, man, but I just I don't see how the Titans are going to try to win this game when I know Jacksonville's on a, you know, they're, they're falling apart at the seams, but yeah, man, I, I just think Jacksonville, they're, they're going to try to win this game. The, uh, the Cardinals are hosting the Seahawks. Seahawks, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, the Seahawks, I believe, need a win to get in. I'm not entirely sure on the wild card situation there. Um, that said, Arizona blows. Um, they're not playing for anything. Seattle, they're playing for a spot in the playoffs. Give me Seattle. Give me that two and a half. Uh, the Cardinals blow, man. Plain and simple. Uh, you know they have Keebler Elf number one. Uh, as their quarterback, there's just no way. Yeah, Cardinals, big win last week, but I don't think that continues for this week. Yeah, it was a huge win for them, but yeah, I just I just don't see them winning this week. Uh, the Packers host the Bears. Uh, the Packers, a three-point favorite in this game. They win, they're in the playoffs. They lose, they're knocked out. I want to see Chicago knock them out just because fuck Green Bay. I just don't see it happening. I think Green Bay is a much, much better team than the Bears are. Uh, Jordan Love, obviously the better quarterback between him and Fields. Um, yeah, give me, give me Green Bay. They're going to cover that three as well. Give me the Bears. Give me the Bears, man. The Bears have actually – Kind of been hot recently, man. They've been winning some games. That dropped almost 40 last week. I get it wasn't against a good team, but still, like, the Bears, I just want to see. I just want to see them beat the Packers, man. That's my thing. I just want to see the Packers get eliminated by the Bears. I understand. I just I just don't think that the Bears are going to be able to do it, man. I really don't, especially in, in Lambeau. Uh, it's su- that's such a pl- hard, tough place to win in, especially when your team isn't good. Uh, the Chargers host the Chiefs. The Chargers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, Chiefs resting a lot of guys this week, so obviously the Chargers, uh, big favorites. Well, not big favorites, but they're favorites in this game. Um, I, I, I think, obviously, with the Chiefs sitting so many people, um, and, and it's, it's much needed for them. They already got their division locked up. They're not getting the number uh, one seed. I think they have, and and they do have the number two seed locked up as well. Um, so I, I think for them, resting guys is is important. Uh, the Chargers, they have nothing to play for. This is going to be a really close game. I think I'm going to roll with the Chiefs though, just because I think their their second string is better than the starters of 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 the uh, the Chargers. And I believe Justin Herbert's still out for uh, for the Chargers as well. So give me the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm going to take the Chiefs here, too. The Chargers just stink all around. and Yeah, Herbert's still out, too. The Raiders host the Broncos. Raiders, a three-point favorite in this game. Um, the uh, the Broncos, obviously, they've benched Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think they're even trying to make the playoffs at this point. Um, Raiders, they have nothing to play for, but... They want to beat their their division rival, and I think the Broncos are doing everything they can to avoid pl- uh, making the playoffs. Um, so yeah, give me give me the Raiders and the points here. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders, too. The Broncos really missed their chance to go for the playoffs, and they're pretty much done with Russ. That thing's basically out the window, so I think the Raiders are going to win this as well. The Giants host the Eagles. The Eagles a five-point favorite in this game. Um, the Eagles, obviously, as of late, just not playing very good football. Uh, tough loss last week against a really bad Arizona team. Um, the Giants, I, I, I just, I, these guys I know want to play for Ryan Dayball because he's such a good coach, but um, I just, I just think, I just think the Eagles, they're going to try and win this game. I mean, they have to, if they want to win their division. Um, but the Giants, man, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that they're going to, they're going to screw themselves from a top five pick to like, I believe if they win this game, uh, they go from, a, uh, they go from picking fifth overall to like, uh, what was it? Picking, picking like ninth overall, something like that. So they, they lose a lot of draft stock if they lose this game. I know the players don't care about that, but uh, I'm sure their GM does. But that said, I still think the Eagles are going to win this game. They're they're obviously a much better team. They're playing like shit right now, but just, there's so much talent. Gotta give, give me the Eagles here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. They got to win. and I hate both the Eagles and Dallas, but I guess if I had to pick, I'd take Philly, so kind of pulling for Philly to win that division because Dallas doesn't deserve a freaking home playoff game. No, they definitely fucking don't. Uh, the Niners host the Rams. Uh, the Niners just a four-point favorite in this game. Um, they this, they have the one seed locked up, right? So they're not the Niners aren't really playing for anything, but they're starting pretty much everyone as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the Rams... They are in the playoffs, it looks like, but um, only barely. That said, uh, it, it seems like they're doing everything they can to avoid playing the Lions in the first round right now. Uh, so they're going to definitely try to lose this game so they don't have to play the Lions. Um, the Niners, obviously, like I said, they are not... I mean, they're, they're playing a lot of starters still. Don't know why, but it is what it is there. But uh, yeah... Give me the Niners here and those uh, four points. Man, I can't believe the 49ers are playing their starters at all in this game. Uh, I really wanted to pick the Rams just because I thought the 49ers would really not even be trying. Same with the Ravens. Um, I think I'm still going to pick the Rams. I know that it's going to be an interesting matchup. I I was calling for weeks that it's going to be Rams-Lions, so we'll see, man. I, I really hope it is, but I don't think anyone right now wants to play the Lions in the playoffs. I really, really don't, except for maybe the Niners. Uh, the Commanders host the Cowboys. Dallas, a 13-point favorite in this game. Obviously, they're playing everyone that they can, that they can because they need a win, and hopefully Philly loses and they can get their number two seed. That said, uh, Commanders, obviously, they have nothing to play for. Um, I really, really hope they try to beat Dallas here. I really do. I think it would be great for the memes. Fuck Dallas. But, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't pick against Dallas. They're, they're just so much better than this Commanders team. As much as, I do, as much as I hate it, man, just give me Dallas. Commanders all the way. Okay, okay. You're, you're, you're picking That's with right. your heart, not with your head, Mike. Come on now. Right. 
Commanders, let's ride. Oh, they're they're gonna cry. Let's be honest here. <laughs> their their season started off somewhat decently, and then it's just been a losing record since, or or not winning a single game since the trade deadline. It's been abysmal for them. And then lastly, Sunday night football, we have the Dolphins hosting the Bills. Uh, the Dolphins, a three-point favorite in the... No, no, Buffalo is a three-point favorite in this game. Um, I believe Miami needs to win this game to get yep. the number two seed. Um, and clinch the division, yeah. Yeah, and, and to clinch the division, yeah, because Buffalo, if Buffalo wins, then yeah. Um, yeah, Miami, they're, they're at home. They're a really, really good team at home. Um... Buffalo has been shaky at times, man. Um, especially more so on the road. I, I gotta go with Miami, man. They're 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 at home. They're it's a divisional game. It's 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 a must win for them to clinch the division. Give me Miami. Fuck Buffalo. Man, I think this game is gonna be so close, man. This is really gonna be a a battle. Both these teams wanting that division. Miami's at home. They definitely play better at home for sure. Uh, but Miami's also really struggled against good teams this year. They really have not beat any really competent teams. Uh, Buffalo beat them earlier in the year. But I do think that this is the week Miami uh, shows up the haters after that abysmal performance against Baltimore last week, and they win this game. I think it comes down, though, to the very end. I think it's going to be really close, uh, probably like a three-point game. Yeah, it's going to be really, really close. I think Miami does pull off the win here. Um, And like I said, man, Miami at home is so, so good. So uh, beating them at home, well, at their their stadium is just really, really hard. I don't think – I think they've only lost once at home. Um, so yeah, Miami man, they are uh, they're forced to be reckoned with this weekend. So moving on from the NFL, we have one last college football game of the year. It is the college football championship, of course, between number one Michigan and number two Washington, two best teams in the country, both undefeated going into this game. Uh, the only teams undefeated left, at least that were in the top 25. Um, both teams played thrillers of uh, of playoff games the week before. Uh, obviously, Michigan in a overtime win against Bama and Washington, holding on against a Texas comeback uh, to win their game. Um, look, Michigan... Obviously, really, really, really strong defensively. Uh, rated the number one defense in the country. Um, the offense, they can ground and pound. J.J. McCarthy at times looks good. At other times, he looks very scary. Um, obviously, to start the game, he almost threw a pick, but the uh, the guy was standing out of bounds when, uh, when he jumped up to go grab the ball, so it uh, didn't count. And that, that changed the whole trajectory of the game for Michigan. Um, that said, Washington, they had to hold on to a Texas comeback. Washington's defense, not good at all. 
Um, it's it's one of the weakest uh, defenses in the country. That said, they have a extremely explosive offense, obviously led by Michael Penix Jr., who threw for 4,600 yards this season. Um, and obviously, you have in the receiving, you have Odunze and um, uh, what's the other guy's name? Can't think of right now. Um, yeah, you have uh, you have Odunze and Polk and McMillan. Those guys, really, really elite level receivers. Michigan's corners are gonna have to be playing very, very good. Well, their whole secondary is just gonna have to be playing very, very tough tough defense we know that the front of Michigan is very very good but Washington's also got the Joe Moore winning award-winning offensive line from this year best uh you know best offensive line in the uh in the country um this is gonna be a close game Michigan is favored by four and a half we have an over under of 56 and a half I'm pressing on that under um I feel like the way Michigan can win, will win this game, is that they have to control the ball, have a lot of possession, keep Penix off the field, and your defense can do enough to to slow down this Washington offense. But this Washington defense is so bad, you just got you just got to keep running the ball on them, keep holding on to that ball, keep the possession uh, in your favor, and Michigan can win this game because, like I said, Washington's defense is. Very, very bad. Um, as for Washington, their defense needs to find a way to stop the run because uh, Michigan is very, very good at that, and their defense is not. Um, and Washington has to, obviously, their, their defense has to play very, very good to win this game because, obviously, their offense can, their offense can keep, it, keep them in it. But if they're not on the field, then you know Michigan is going to have a field day and end up winning this game by a lot. This is going to be a really close game. I am going to pick Michigan though, um, not just because you know it's my team, but just because I think the matchup favors Michigan a lot more than it does Washington. Um, you can't count out Washington though. Uh, people have been counting them out all year long. That said, I think just you know Michigan can win this game. They just have to play it smartly, and it's for Washington. You gotta pray to God your defense can uh, can stop Michigan. Yeah, this game I'm hammering the under on it. The way Michigan's gonna win is by their defense. It's gonna be Washington offense versus Michigan defense. Who's gonna be better? Because Michigan offense versus Washington defense is gonna be abysmal to watch. It's just neither of them are that strong. I mean, Michigan's offense is all right; they can be good, but yeah, their but defense is definitely their strongest suit. And, but, but the other issue is that Washington cannot stop the run, and Michigan's really good at running the ball. So yeah, that's yeah, where that that's yeah. where that lies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, if Corm can get going, then. Uh, so, as well, though, Washington, every game uh, this year, they've been an underdog. They have won outright, so... They have been no stranger to uh, being underdogs. They were underdogs against Oregon. They were underdogs against Texas, now Michigan. So they're used to not being favored in these games. So they definitely got a chip on their shoulder. But also the last four uh, national title games, the team that was favored won and covered the spread as well. So that's definitely been a trend here for the last few games. 
I'm going to go with Michigan here. I think it's going to be uh, a close game, of course. I think it's going to be a gritty game. I think it's going to probably be somewhere score to the Bama game, like 27-20, 27-24, something like that. I think Michigan's defense will do enough to hold Washington's explosive offense in check. Yeah, I, I think yeah Michigan's defense can very much slow down this Washington offense. I don't know about necessarily stopping it, but at least slow it down, get some key stops, force them to punt the ball, things like that, uh, hold, hold them to field goals. Michigan's offense is going to be able to just run all day on Washington's defense. And once Washington's defense starts loading the box because they're expecting Michigan to run the ball more and more, that's going to open up the pass game for Michigan's offense, which can be very, very good when, uh, when, when at, at certain times, right? Like we, we, we saw, uh, like in the Bama game, they, they started loading the box a little bit more against Michigan and they started to pass a little bit. Uh, this happened in the Ohio State game as well, where they Ohio State started stacking seven, eight guys into the box, and you know Michigan started throwing the ball more. So, you know, and 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 the other thing too is that the Washington's corners are not good, so Roman Wilson might find himself open uh, fairly often because you know he's not you know, a great wide receiver. He's a good one, but these Washington corners, man, are not that great. Um, but man, this Washington offense is absolutely frightening to anyone. Uh, even a Michigan's great defense. I feel like Washington's going to be just fine offensively, maybe scoring a little bit less. Cause like I said, Mike Michigan's no defense is that good. But I don't think Michigan's going to fully stop this offense. I really don't. I think this will be a very close, low-scoring game, somewhere like where, like you said, 27-24, 27-20, something like that. Um, and that that's just Michigan's M.O., man. They, they play those low-scoring games, and they win them. Uh, Washington doesn't do that. They have to they have to outduel everyone, and usually that works, but they don't play this level of a defense like they do Michigan. Uh, so, but this will be an interesting matchup because there is a rematch in the regular season next season. Cause obviously Washington moving over to the big 10, um, these teams will face off against each other. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who wins this one and who wins that game coming up this season. So that is your national title preview. Uh, obviously we'll review it on Tuesday uh, it's going to be very, very exciting Monday night game. Uh, that's why there's no Monday night in the NFL because NFL let, you know, obviously the uh, the college football playoff have their night. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for that. So now we're going to head on over to some other sports because we haven't talked about them in a while. So, Mike, take it away. Yeah, here. So we have not talked about basketball in a while, the power rankings. Last stuff has changed. I think the only thing that's stayed the same is that the Pistons are last. So uh, <laughs> they're starting. They're cooking up a new losing streak. They're on two in a row now after they lost 28. So let's go. But today we'll be, of course, talking about the top tens. Just uh, too much other teams to go on. And just talking, of course, about the top teams here. So starting off here at number 10, we have the Dallas Mavericks, who were previously 
ranked last week at number nine. Um, Dallas, I think, has a lot of potential. They were in the Western Conference Finals last year, um, 19 and 15, a little bit above average. They have one of the best players in the game in Luka Doncic. So as long as he can stay healthy and going, Kyrie Irving as well, he's always a question mark whether he's going to play or whatever he's going to do, but he's a really solid talent as well. Um, Luka has been averaging uh, a ton. He averaged uh, 37.5 points per game in December, which is just crazy. So Dallas at 10, I definitely uh, can respect that. Number nine here is the Miami Heat, record of 19-14. and Uh, Another team that has been uh, pretty rock solid throughout the season here. They haven't been too great at the top, but they've kind of been above average. They always got a chance. Uh, Jame Jaquez, their rookie, has been coming to life here. He has been putting on some great performances. Uh, Tyler Hero's back from injury. He was out for a while. Bam out of Biles doing his thing. Jimmy Butler, though, has still been kind of in and out with injuries, so we'll see how they do. But they're always a better playoff team than they are regular season teams. So them being, like, middle of the road, like, 5-6 seed doesn't shock me right now. Number eight here, we have the Sacramento Kings, 19-13 and 13 record here. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is becoming one of the best players in basketball right now. I think he is cemented himself as definitely a top 25, possibly a top 20 player in the league. He has been balling. He is averaging 30 points a game. Sabonis is one of the more underrated big men. He does a lot of great things. And Sacramento, while I think that there's definitely teams out west that are better, they have put together a solid core here moving forward that I think can do a lot of great things. Coming here next at number seven, we have the LA Clippers, twenty and twelve, or yeah, twenty and twelve, and this team has been on fire, man. So when they trade for Harden, they lost like five or six in a row to start, and but since then they're like thirteen and two. They have been crazy good. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has missed uh, a lot of their games as well uh, from a back injury. Harden's been doing great. Russ, Russell Westbrook's been doing good. Paul George. Again, L.A., I feel like with Sacramento, they're definitely above average. They definitely got some good players, but not sure how well they're going to do in the playoffs. But if they can keep rolling, man, because it wasn't looking too good when they trade for Harden originally, but now they are uh, clicking as of late. Coming in at number six is the Philadelphia 76ers at 23-10. and 10. Uh, Joel Embiid for out like this whole week, he has been out hurt. So Maxi and the other uh, players uh, have been trying to carry this team, and they've been doing an all right job. They still got a pretty solid record here, but Embiid has to be playing for this team to be at full strength and doing good. You know, Embiid is a top five player in the league. He's an MVP candidate. He won MVP last year. Maxi. He's shown spurts, and he's done really well this year, but there's also been games this year where Maxie has really shit the bed when he is called upon to be the number one option. So we'll have to see how they do for the playoffs because they have always struggled in the playoffs. Uh, But right now they are definitely 
doing pretty good and definitely worthy of top 10 here. Next to number five, we have the Denver Nuggets, 24 and 11. They were previously ranked number two. Uh, so the Nuggets, they've won 10 of their last 12. They've been dealing with some crazy stuff, though. Uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, one of their key role players, he was out with uh, dog bite injuries for like a week. He's back now, though. Uh, Jamal Murray's been out for some time, um, but he's back. And Jokic is doing his thing, of course, one of the best players in basketball. Uh, So they have definitely still been rolling here. And definitely, I think, worthy of that top five here. Coming here next, number four, I think this team might even be ranked a little bit low just by how well they've been playing. That is the Oklahoma City Thunder here, 23-9. and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, man, is the real deal, man. He is the next big superstar. He is for sure top ten. Again, possibly top five player in the league. He is incredible. They played a great game and beat Boston here. Uh, I love their young core, man. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, Jalen Williams, and Chet Holmgren. Those three are going to be uh, building blocks for this team moving forward. They're definitely going to make the playoffs here. And they have so many draft picks stockpiled that so much can happen over the years for Oklahoma City. They can make a big trade and get another superstar with all the draft picks they have or just keep drafting uh, all these players here. It's going to be a fun uh, team to watch moving forward and definitely worthy of top five here. I think they should even be maybe two or three on this list. Number three here, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are 24-8. and eight. They are also doing so well here. Such an overachievement this year. I do think I prefer Oklahoma City right now, even though the record's a little bit worse. Not by much. They just got the more proven and better players. But the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is a superstar. Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert have been working well together. And they have one of the best defenses for sure in the league. That's definitely what's been carrying them. So Minnesota is definitely going to make the playoffs this year. I just don't know if I can trust them going far in a playoff series with very little playoff experience. Number two here, we have the Milwaukee Bucks at 24-9. Yeah, I like Milwaukee here. They have had, you know, this championship aspiration with Giannis and now Damian Lower. Damian Lower has been struggling though. I feel like I'll see him go off for 30 and the next night he'll have like 10 points and uh, his defense definitely has been slipping. So he definitely needs to work on that for sure. But Giannis is still putting up huge MVP like numbers and the Milwaukee Bucks uh, definitely are going to be contenders in the East. But number one here and staying at number one, uh, I'm pretty sure they've been at number one on all these power rankings, is the Boston Celtics. 26-7 and seven record here. Uh, like I said, number one, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, Kristaps Porzingis, all clicking right now. Boston is looking like the best team uh, again. Uh, we'll see how they do in the playoffs here. Like I said, they just suffered, though, that big loss to the Thunder here, which was a, that was a really fun game to see. 
I still think though Boston, I would put them at number one here, and you know we'll see how they do for the playoffs. Definitely one of the favorites here, and yeah, I think uh, that's gonna do it here. What uh, do you have anything you want to add on here about these top ten teams? Well, uh, first of all, Dame and his inconsistency, I think, is really at times hurting the Bucks. I mean, obviously the record doesn't completely show that, but I, I feel like, you know, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say he's just struggling. Like you said, I, I he's just very inconsistent, man. Um, that said though, I think the Bucks obviously, obviously one of the best teams, but that they're, they're not as good as the Celtics. I don't think anyone can touch the Celtics right now. They are just that, good right now uh maybe the bucks can but that that's about it i would say um but uh yeah that, i mean that's that's all you got from me on that one the pistons man yeah it's gonna be an interesting season to see uh what they have uh, you know with their three and 31 record right now yeah that's uh that's for sure so, segueing from that to now the NHL, um, we have at number 10 uh, is the Carolina Hurricanes. And these are the NHL.com's um, uh, power rankings. I did not have time this week to uh, come up with my own like I have been uh, so far uh, through the podcast. Um, so, I'm just going to roll with, with the NHL.com's. And I'm just kind of gonna, you know, let you know where I would put them in my uh, power rankings. But uh, here at number ten, we have the Carolina Hurricanes. They're twenty-one, thirteen, and four right now. Um, they're uh, they're seven, one, and three um, in their in their last ten, or in their last eleven. I mean, um, very very strong run as of late. They started off the season pretty slow, but uh, now, now they're just building up um, a ton of momentum, getting a lot of key wins here. Um, I wouldn't put them in my top ten just yet, um, but they're definitely climbing up there. I like them here at ten. I'd probably have them at eleven or twelve in my own rankings, but uh, here at ten, I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, at number nine is the L.A. Kings. They're sitting at twenty-nine and five. Um, they, they've lost their last three, uh, they're Oh, two and one in their last three here. Um, they, they started off the season very, very strong. And now, uh, now that they've been slipping, um, their, their December pretty much was a, was a, it, it started off fairly decently in, in, uh, December. And then they just kind of fell off very horribly. Um, they, they had them ranked at number four. Uh, on December 21st, so that kind of tells you how far they've fallen just in the last, uh, you know, two or three weeks here. Um, that said, I, I would still put them in as, as a top 10 team. I like them here at nine. That's about where I would have them at. Um, they're very, very good. They play the Red Wings tonight. Um, I'm, I can't wait to watch us lose that game because the, we're just we're just that bad right now but uh ho- hopefully th- hopefully we don't hopefully we beat them but uh they really really good offense but their problem right now is goaltending um so uh yeah 
moving up to number eight is the Dallas Stars. Uh, they're 22, 10, and four. Um, seven, two, and one in the last ten. Playing very, very good hockey. They're very hot right now. Um, that said, their end of December was not. Um, or no, their end of December was really good. It was their the middle of December, which wasn't that very good. Um, that said, they they've just kind of been here where I've have them. I I have them roughly around the seven eight mark. Uh, really all season, that's where they've been for me personally. Is they're they're not a top five team, but they're a, a for sure a top ten team. Um, they've been playing very very good hockey. Uh, Jake Ottinger. Uh, he's been out since the uh, the fifteenth uh, with a with a lower body injury. Um, Wedgwood for goal for the and goal has been a goal for them. He's eleven three and two with a three hundred one uh, goals against average um, and a nine hundred save percentage. So he's below average in terms of those stats, but uh, overall record, you know, Dallas's offense has really been able to uh, keep them going. Um, you know, forward here because they're they're tied right now for fourth uh, in terms of goals against average, um, that, which is just really really bad if, if you're ranking it uh, the opposite way. Um, so yeah, I like Dallas there. At number seven is the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they're twenty two eleven and five. Um, they they played the uh, the winter classic with uh, with Seattle. I still don't understand uh, why those two teams were chosen to play a winter classic. But um, yeah, uh, that said, they're one in five in their last six games. Um, not looking too hot. They're 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 a very streaky team. They they get on a you know a big win streak and then they're on a bad losing streak after that. Um, I like them here at seven. I probably put them into the top five still, just because they are that good when they're good and when they're playing well. Um, but here at seven, given that you know they're one and five in their last six, uh, and they got shut out by the Kraken, who aren't that good. Uh, yeah, um, things aren't looking too hot for Vegas right now. I'd still put them top five, like I said. But uh, here at seven, I'm not going to argue too much. Uh, here's a team that started off pretty slow to start the season, um, and uh, now they're just on the rise like no other. Uh, at number six is the Florida Panthers. They're 23-12-2. Um, they're at number 11 in the NHL's last ranking for them, um, and now they're at number six. Uh, they've outscored their opponents 19-9 in their last five games, uh, which is a, a winning streak for them, five-game winning streak. Um, they have been very, very productive offensively. Uh, their goalies have been outstanding, uh, over the last month and a half, really since like the second to last week in November. Um, uh, Bobrovsky, uh, has been absolutely insane, uh, for Florida. Their offense, like I said, has been very, very explosive. You know, 19 to nine. Uh, in your last five games in terms of scoring, very, very good. I like them here at six. Uh, and right now, they are the, they have the second-best odds, uh, according to the NHL, or according to uh, to FanDuel, to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, here at number five, we have the Colorado Avalanche. They're 24-11-3. Um, 
They uh, the middle of December for them wasn't the greatest, but uh, they've since bounced back. Um, they've been playing very very consistent hockey. Um, Nathan McKinnon still continues to be one of the best players in the league for them, and uh, yeah, I would I would put Colorado here at five as well. Uh, at number four is the Winnipeg Jets. They're twenty three nine and four. Um, they're sixteen four and two in their last twenty two. Um, they have played very, very, very good teams too. Uh, they're seven zero and two in their last nine. Um, Connor Hellebuck, Hellebuck might be playing his best season ever. He's one of the best goalies in the league, uh, posting a one eight eight goals against average and a nine three four save percentage, which is uh, leading the league statistically. Um, he he's just been playing insanely well in net for Winnipeg, and their offense backs up backs him up by by putting goals uh, on the scoreboard for them. Um, like I said, Matt Winnipeg. I mean, they they in my opinion might be my favorite to win the Western Conference right now, just because of how well everything's going for them. Uh, at number three is the Vancouver Canucks. They're twenty four ten and three. Um, they've surprised really everyone this year. Uh, last year they weren't, you know, a playoff team. This year, uh, with a very quiet off season, they've they've come out of nowhere and they're you know one of the best teams in the league uh, statistically uh, in terms of scoring. Uh, Quinn Hughes has been one of the top you know defensemen in the league right now for uh, for Vancouver, playing you know playing insane amount of minutes each night um so you know Vancouver obviously you know they they could very much win their uh division uh they are on top of their division right now so things are looking good for them I would say yes they are a top three team for sure uh number two they have the New York Rangers who are 25 10 and 1 um that said they just lost 6-1 on Tuesday to the Hurricanes um you know, uh, the Rangers have been elite all season. Goaltending's been perfect. Uh, you know, the offense very, very productive. Uh, I believe like the second or third most productive in the uh, in the NHL, um, and also in the uh, the Eastern Conference. Um, that said, they they've kind of hurt themselves uh, in the last few games, um, but. They're still an elite-level team. They're definitely a favorite to win the Eastern Conference. And then at number one, uh, you have the Boston Bruins sitting 23-7-6. and um, They're on a four-game winning streak since the holiday break. Um, they, 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 I mean, they've been an elite-level team all season. Uh, but even when they're playing bad, they're playing good, right? Like... Um, you know, they. I I believe the score right now is. Uh, let me look at the score right now with the Penguins. Uh, yeah, they they've come back. I believe they were down like five one, and now it's five five. So, um, very very. Uh, no, so it was it was five two, uh, at one point, and now it's five five for uh, for the Penguins Bruins game right now, and it just tells you just how much resolve this uh this Boston team has is. They could come down from 
bad dad, uh, bad deficits and, and still end up winning games. Um, so yeah, they're looking really, really good. And, uh, yeah, that is your NHL top 10, uh, power rankings for now. Anything you want to add to that? Um, nah, just pretty predictable. I definitely figured Boston and uh, New York would be the top two. Uh, definitely some other notable teams. Wish the Red Wings could, uh, get in there, man. I know they're definitely sort of like middle of the road, maybe a little below right now. So definitely hope they can pick it up the rest of the year. Yeah. They're, uh, they're out of the top 16 right now, but, uh, if they can just find ways to start winning games again and to answer their goaltending and defense issues, man, they can, they can get back up there cause they still have one of the best offenses in the, uh, in the league. Um, that said, uh, keeping with hockey here, um, today we had uh, the semifinals and the uh, the fourth place round of the uh, um, of the World Juniors for hockey. Um, earlier today, the U.S. beat Finland three uh, two to move on to the gold medal round, um, and then uh, Sweden beat Czechia or the Czech Republic. Uh, no, they beat Czechia, uh, five, two to move on to the gold medal round. So it will be a USA versus Sweden, uh, gold medal round and the bronze medal round will be, uh, between Czechia and Finland. Um, this is going to be a, a fun matchup to watch. Uh, the U S has a ton of ridiculous talent this year. There's a lot of good talent in just the college ranks right now. Um, they, they obviously Czechia upsetting uh, Canada in the quarterfinal rounds was huge. Canada obviously was the best team going into this tournament. Uh, in the round robin play, it was just Canada just dominating everyone. The U.S. has been the second best team by far. Again, very dominant over everyone that they've played, and Sweden the third best team by far. Uh, again, dominant over every single country that they've played in this tournament. So you have the number two and the number three teams going in ranked uh, going into this final game here uh, between the U.S. and Sweden. Uh, I predict the U.S. will win this game. I think they have a much better goaltender, and their offense, obviously, an elite, elite level. That said, Sweden's got some solid goaltending uh, to back them up. So this is going to be, I think, a, per- a pretty close game here. But, um, yeah, I think USA will win this game. Yeah, sounds pretty good there. Uh, don't know too much on uh, the games, but, yeah, let's go USA. USA, USA, USA. <laughs> what the fuck is a kilometer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Yes, so anyways, guys, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Obviously, Tuesday, we'll be talking all about the national title game and all the fallout from what happens this weekend in the NFL. But I think the big chunk of next Tuesday's episode is just going to be the national title um, because of just, you know, how big and important this game is to both these teams uh, and, and just to, you know, the college football world in general. Um, obviously, 
we'll next Thursday we'll we'll paint the playoff pictures for you as well. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, so uh, rate, review, subscribe. You know, help us out. Let us know what you want to hear more of. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you guys on Tuesday.